0: So, we come to church seeking the Lord, seeking life, seeking healing, but you know what? I find that it can be really hard to encounter God in a church setting. You know why? <laughs> because whenever we get around people, what do we want to do? We want to give our best impression, right? You see somebody you haven't seen in a while, without even knowing it, you like suck your gut in. You're like, uh, i you know? You know, you put on a smile, you're like, oh, I hope my hair's not crazy. I mean, you know, some of you I see on a regular basis, some of you, you know, this could be the first time, some of you I see, you know, we, we want to give these impressions and, and we're worried about what we look like. But here's the thing, in order to encounter God, in order to receive what He has for you, you must be real and authentic. But it's the very thing that we have learned not to do as we are around other people. We have learned from an early age that whenever we display weakness or failings or anything like that, people around us are going to take advantage of it, all right? Growing up uh, on the schoolyard, you're going to get mocked, right? They're going to pick out the things that uh, are different than others. They're going to pick out the failures, and and they're going to mock it. They're going to remind you of it. And unfortunately, it doesn't end in the schoolyard, right? As we continue to grow, it continues. And it is our very instinct to want to cover up and to give the best impression. But in order for you to receive the healing that you so long for, because you may be sitting in here right now and you may, you know, hopefully have taken a shower, you know, at some point recently. And you've got some decent clothes on, um, you know, and, and you, you know, you, 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 maybe you've eaten this morning. And you're here, but inside you've got some hurt. Inside you've got some unrest. You've got things where, where you know, that are hurting And you're wanting some healing from it. And the only way for you to receive that is to actually do what is counterintuitive to your instinct. And that is to open up and to be real before the Lord. But when you look at the very beginning, Adam and Eve, when they uh, failed, when they did the very thing that God told them not to do, what did they do? They ran for cover. They went for cover to hide, and it was to hide from God. Because the assumption is, is that God is going to condemn us just like we've experienced from other people all of our lives. But here's what you need to know. God is not going to brush by uh, your sin, which is when you do something that God has said not to do, God is not just going to brush that by, but here's what He's not going to do. He's not going to condemn you because of the very thing that we were just celebrating through communion, which is Jesus died for that thing that you, the many things that you do that God tells you not to do. Now that doesn't mean you just say, oh good, I can just keep on doing it. No, no, no. At that point, the sacrifice doesn't apply anymore. But when I say, God... I don't want to do this. I don't want to continue in this. That's where God can meet us when, when, when we're open with Him and when we're vulnerable. But but it's the thing that we don't want to do. You know, I got to tell you, last Sunday I, I was pretty open with you, and I got to tell you, I just felt naked. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> to be open with you about who I am in my flesh outside of Jesus is absolutely awful be- because it's it's just it's so degrading but why would I do that because here's what I've found that is the path to healing what I've found is that when I am open before the lord And when I say to the Lord, God, in my flesh, this is who I am. I cannot cannot place the blame on anybody else. This is who I am. Rather than condemning, what I find is that, that God smiles upon me because He already knows it. I'm just actually being honest with Him. And He's not looking at me with condemnation because He loves me. He loves me. He has created me. He has created you in His image. And He loves you. But the only way that you can receive that love is if you are open and honest with Him. With your failures. But again, that's especially not what we... If you've been around church at all, if you've grown up in church, that is not likely what you've experienced most likely what you've experienced is people around you being phony pretending to be better than they are and, and it is our instinct i fight against it but but do i fall into that yes because it's absolutely embarrassing how wicked my flesh is it is absolutely embarrassing The things that I will do given the opportunity. But here's the thing. When you are open and honest with that before God, and then rather than feeling condemnation, you feel love from God, it will absolutely win your soul and it will heal your soul. And what you will begin to do is you will begin to love others that are unlovable just like you are. And it's insane what it does inside of you, because what happens is it's the Spirit of Christ in you that's beginning to come out, and instead of you living in unrest and constant anxiety and constant fear and constant anger, God begins to do a work and He brings healing inside of you. But you have got to do the very thing that most people cannot do, which is that... counterintuitive thing of being open and honest about who you actually are in your flesh. You're not imperfect. It is far worse than that. You are far, far beyond that. You will choose evil over and over again. But if you want to be open and honest before God, God is going to bring healing to you. I want you to hear that this morning. God's going to bring healing to you. How does he do that? Well, we're going to look at a few scriptures this morning about that. We're going to start in Luke chapter 8, verses 16 through 18. Um, And if you've been, um, again, around church at all, Um, This is going to be a scripture you've probably heard, especially as a child. Um, Again, like I said last week, this is one of those that, you know, we have songs about, you know, that we sing about, But, but it can be so familiar that we don't really grasp what is being said, because what is being said here is absolutely profound, and again, it can bring healing to you when you understand what's being said. Here's what Jesus said, and by the way, this comes right after he was talking about a farmer spreading seed, which was the word of God, and talking about the different soils that it would fall on. Right now, each of us are hearing the word of God. That's this, okay? That's what I'm reading. This has the ability to bring healing and fruit in your life. Absolutely does. But but the choice is up to you into whether you receive that into your heart, which is the soil of your soul, or whether you harden towards it, whether you let it go down deep inside of you. And so with that, here's what Jesus says to us. He says, No one lights a lamp and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open, and everything that is concealed will be brought to the light and made known to all. So pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given." But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Now, the first thought just seems very basic. It's like, duh, okay, you put a lamp. Yes, of course, you put it out in front. Then there's all this weird stuff like, Oh, secrets are going to be known, and then, you know, the whole part about hearing, and if you, if you don't really listen, then even what you understand is going to be taken away? What, what's he talking about here? And again, we sang songs as kids, you know? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, right? We're not going to hide it. Well, you know what? This is not actually talking about our light that we're going to let shine to others. This is talking about the light of God. Over and over, Jesus is called the light. And when you go into the Gospel of John, what it says is, when the light came, the darkness ran. Like, you know, people didn't want the light because it exposed their evil deeds. And again, that's our instinct. I, I mean, when we think a weakness is about to be exposed without even thinking it. Okay, again, like literally, we do this, you know, the sucking in thing. You know, we're just, like, we straighten up, you know, because we want to appear better than we actually are. We we don't even have the thought. It just Automatically happens. We straighten up and we try to look better. It is our instinct. But I want you to hear this that instinct will kill your soul. It will kill your soul. You must be counterintuitive to this. And you must seek to be open before the Lord. So, what does it mean to place the lamp where it can be seen? What it means is we don't try to hide our stuff before God. We are open and honest with who we are. And if we don't, here's what happens. Uh, Things, nasty things grow in the darkness. Okay? When we seek to keep things covered up. And so, you know, maybe we let a little bit of light in. And that is, you know, we want to worship Jesus a little bit. But we don't want to let him into every crevice of our soul. So, you know, we kind of get around him, but we're not fully open and honest because it is, it is, it is killing when we really see what's into our, our soul without the Lord there. You know, again, I, I mentioned this before. I had a close friend, close friend, who walked with the Lord. He was a pastor. He took his life. Why did he do that? Well, I don't know all the exacts, but here's what I know was at the heart of it. There were things that he was not being open about. There were things he was not being honest about, and it was killing him inside. It was killing him. But you know what? I was a person who tried to speak to him, to try to get to open him up, because I had a sense that something was going on, but all I ever got was the, you know, I'm great. I follow Jesus. I'm a pastor. But inside... He was dying. I want you to know this morning that if you're in that situation, God can bring healing. But He is not gonna do it. Okay? He's not gonna do it if you cover it up. You've got to open up and be open and honest. Now, are some people gonna take advantage of that? Yes, you know, and, and you know let's let's do some damage control. Let's not share our deepest stuff with people that we know are gonna do that, but at the same time. It's the path to healing that we would open up. But but we don't even want to be honest with ourselves. You know, when we do something that we know we shouldn't have done, you know what my instinct is? Well, I'll tell you why I did that. Well, so-and-so did that and that and that and that. You know what? It is God's grace that brings those things into our life because here's what he's looking to do. He's looking to expose what's actually in our heart. So don't you dare go start blaming the circumstances for what you've done. God has allowed the circumstances to bring out what's in your heart. Why? So that you can deal with it, so that you can have healing, so that you can grow closer to the Lord, and He can use you. Think about Peter, for instance. Peter uh, swore that he was faithful. I will never leave you, Lord. The Lord allowed the perfect storm... So that it could be exposed that Peter was not who he thought he was. Why? So that God could embarrass him? No. So that it could be exposed so that Peter would have a chance to deal with it so that he could be set free and become who God created him to be, which is one of the most radical you know, evangelists ever that we're still talking about today. But he had to deal with this stuff to get there. You don't get to the other side without dealing with your stuff. You know, the the greats that we read about in Scripture, we know their darkest deeds, right? Well, guess what? That's what got them to the place that they could find healing that God could really use them. If you want more of God, here's what you need to know. Part of what God's going to do is exactly what He did with Peter. He's going to put you in the furnace. He's going to put you in some situations that bring out some stuff in your heart, and you're going to be mad about it at first. Because you're going to be like, God, why am I going through this stuff? This is insane. Joe over here is not even trying to follow you, and his life seems pretty okay. Why am I going through this stuff? Because God is looking to expose something, not to embarrass you, to set you free. But you've got to get to the point where, first of all, you acknowledge it, Okay, You acknowledge, that's the first thing. Then after you acknowledge it, you invite the Lord to work into it and you, you, you receive the love that He has. That's when you find He's not going to condemn. He's going to love you. And that's the point where your heart is won over and, and you, you receive something that you didn't expect and it absolutely transforms you. Now, that's why that next part that he shared later on is connected. Um, In verse 18, when he says, So pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Here's what he's saying. When you are open before the Lord, like he's calling you to, which is to let His light in, to expose the darkness inside of us, What happens is we experience God in a powerful way. We then begin to understand more things about Him. We then begin to understand more things about the Word that we're reading because we're doing what He says. But if you don't do that and you pretend, you're like, no, God, I, you know, yeah, I, I'm not perfect, okay? Yeah, I've got some issues, but I'm not near as bad as this person. And I'm not near as bad as this person. Here's what's going to happen. It's going to block things for you to understand in that Word. It's going to block things for you to understand from God because you're going to be one of the religious leaders. You're going to be one of the Pharisees that God says to you, you search the Scriptures thinking that you're going to find life in there, but you don't. Why? Because you're hiding from God. You're reading the Word that can give you life, but you don't find it because you're hiding from God. And again, that's the instinct of all of our flesh. All of us are Adam and Eve. All of us. Our instinct is to go and hide. But you know what? God came into the garden and he called them out. And what did they do? They came out. And did, did, was there consequences? Yes, there, there was consequences. But you know what? There was also a foreshadowing of what God was going to do. There was a sacrifice that had to happen so that they could have the coverings that they needed. And with you and I, there was a sacrifice that had to happen. It was Jesus. And God provided it so that our sin could be covered so that we could have healing, so that we could walk in freedom. This is so real, but you have to make a choice. Are you going to keep pretending to people that you're better than you are or are you going to be open and honest with who you actually are? Because in that moment, what you're going to find is that God loves you. And there... I mean, there's no... There's no... like, Like, this is the best option. Because here's what the other option is. The other option that it tells us right in here, is in verse 17. For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open, and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. i got to tell you, it is totally freeing when, when you can actually just say, this is who I am, instead of trying to hide things and just hoping that nobody finds out. That is a miserable place to be. And so, when we come to the Lord, though, and we say, God, I I don't have any excuses. God, this is what I've done. I I don't want to continue in this. And we're real and we're open before the Lord. He looks on us with love. He provides a sacrifice. We get healing, and, and we're able to continue on. And then here's the other thing that we're able to do, which is so amazing. When others around us are doing the same things, we're able to say, I know exactly what that feels like. I know exactly what it, what it is to do those things. But i found a healer. i found I don't have to live in that. I don't have to be dominated by that. Now, that doesn't mean that on this side of, of heaven that you're going to start walking in perfection. You're not going to do that. It's going to be a constant you know, falling on your face and those kind of things. But you can walk in freedom where you're not dominated. And you can show others how to find that. But you can't do that if you're not living it out. If you're hiding things, you can't do that. You can give them little words from the Scripture, but it's not not going to go anywhere. Because they're not going to know. It's like handing somebody a tool and not telling them how to use it. You know how pointless that is? I mean, if you don't read the directions and know how the tool is used, it could be a great tool, but you don't know how to use it. you got to have the knowledge. That's what we get when we do what God says. And that's why in that scripture it goes on, and it begins to say that you can understand more and more. Because what's happening is God is giving more as you are doing what he says. But if we don't do that, what happens? I want to share one more scripture for you. This comes out of 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. So this was a letter that John uh, wrote. And verse 9, I'm going to read three verses, 9 through 11. He says this, If anyone claims I am living in the light, but hates a fellow believer, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble. But anyone who hates a fellow believer is still living and walking in darkness. Such a person does not know the way to go, having been blinded by darkness. So, here's the question. Is there anyone that you hate? Is, is there anyone that, that you just cannot forgive? And when I say forgiveness, I, here, here's what I mean. I mean that you're not sitting in bitterness. Does it mean that you don't think about it sometimes? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, when we've been hurt, when we've been betrayed, it it, it keeps coming back. But when it does, what do you do about it? You know, do you wish, you know, just (laughs) they get everything that's coming to them? Or do you release it to the Lord? Do you pray that the Lord would work in their life? This is not saying that if you hate somebody, you need to stop it. Here's what it's saying. If you are hating someone, it shows that you are not actually living in the light. What does that mean? What does it mean you're not living in the light? It means that you are hiding things in your own heart. That's the only way that you are allowed to hate and have unforgiveness. Why? Because if you are open and honest with the evil that is in your own heart, you can't hold unforgiveness against somebody else. Because you know you are just as guilty as anybody else. I mean, I shared with you last Sunday, I'm a murderer. Now, I haven't actually murdered anybody. But you know why? Two reasons. I haven't had the great opportunity (laughs) and the Spirit of Christ. Those two things. But in my flesh, without the Spirit of Christ given the right opportunity, that's who I am. And because of that, When I encounter other people who've failed miserably, I can't look on them with judgment. Because I know, given the right opportunity, I can be guilty of just about anything. Now, we're all different. There are some things that I'm just not tempted by that you may be. But you know what? (laughs) I've got enough stuff that I am. And so because of that, even when somebody falls to something that I feel no temptation over, I still can't look at them with judgment, because I don't even feel any temptation about it. And I've fallen to so many things that I do feel temptation about. But when I'm real and honest with the Lord, that's what it means to come to the light. That's what it means to put the light on the table and let it shine. To let it I want to read one more scripture. Um, This is also in Luke, back where we were, but it's later in chapter 11. And the same phrase is used about the light, but then it it shares another aspect of this. Chapter 11, verse 33, I'm just going to read through verse 36. You're, You're going to hear some similarity. It says, no one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. So that's the part we've, we've already heard. Now, listen to what it says. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not actual darkness. If you are filled with light, there will be no dark corners. Then your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight were filling you with light. Now, right after this, he goes into criticizing the religious leaders, and he talks about how they they clean the outside of the cup, but they don't clean the inside. This is the kind of stuff that we see all the time. People pretending to be a certain way, but in their heart, I mean, they're full of, of envy and greed and, you know, lust and anger and all, all that kind of stuff. You, I mean, it like dominates their life. And you can see that they're not really being open before the Lord. And the result is just there when it said that the light inside of them is actually darkness. That's who the religious leaders are. Were. That's who we have the ability to be, every one of us. Every one of us can pretend to be good people. We can spout scriptures, whatever. We can talk about God, and we can be full of, of junk. But when we're open and honest with the fact that, well, that is our flesh, but I can walk in the Spirit when I'm open and honest with, that's my flesh, but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confess that, and then I'm going to choose the Spirit of God. We are able to walk in the Spirit at that point. Even though those things that I've told you that is in my flesh, I do not have to walk them out. I can be set free. But again, I can't, I can't skip the step of confession. I can't skip the step of just sitting and being like, God, this is who I am. So, so here's where I want to wrap up. Here's where we've got to go. This is not going to be an instantaneous thing, but you've got to get to the place where you ask God to point out the things in your heart that are dark. You you just ask that. And you sit in that. You sit in that and you allow Him to show you anything. And He may show you something right then and He may not. It may be later that week, like something happens and then you do something and then you're like, ooh, can't believe I just said that. I can't believe I just did that. I hope nobody saw that. And then you're like, oh wait, I prayed that prayer that God would show me. And in that moment, rather than hiding, I want you to be open and honest with the Lord. Open and honest, sharing with the Lord what's going on. And here's what you're going to find. You're going to find that the Lord Loves you. The Lord does not love you any less at all. Instead, he wants to help you because you're his child. And he wants to set you free. But the only way it happens is by being open and honest. If you're here this morning and your soul's in a place of unrest, rest is available for you. I can't give it, but Jesus can. But you got to ask, and then you got to respond and be open and honest with him. I just want to invite you to do that. It's a really good thing. And unfortunately, or fortunately, you don't get to stop with it. You got to keep going with it every day because you're you're wrestling with the flesh. As long as you're on this earth, you're wrestling with the flesh. But you don't have to be dominated. You can walk in freedom. Lord, thank you um, that freedom is possible.